It's been 70 years since Tenzing Norgay and Edmund Hillary reached the summit of Mount Everest, the first climbers confirmed to have done so. In this report, Mark McManaman speaks to author and mountaineer Peter Hillary about the significance of that climb. Mount Everest, May 29th, 1953. On the morning of the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II, the ninth expedition to attempt to reach the summit of the Great Mountain finally succeeds. This is Peter Hillary, son of Sir Edmund Hillary, who alongside Sherpa Tenzing Norgay were the first people to stand upon the roof of the world. It was one of those big events that really liberated every single one of us. But I mean, of course, one of the wonderful things about 1953, there was Europe at the end of the Second World War, a very damaged place after the appalling fighting that had gone on over those previous seven years. And the message, of course, in those days took a long time to get out, took five days to get from my father in Tenzing to the team to be relayed down to the British Embassy in Kathmandu. Since the first attempt to reach the summit of Everest in 1921, there had been eight successive attempts, each getting close but failing to reach the summit. It comes as no surprise as Mount Everest is rife with danger. Mount Everest is a big, difficult and dangerous mountain. If you fall, you will die. You're not just going to slide off down a slope. You will die. You'll be flying through the air at terminal velocity, occasionally hitting the ice. You will disappear. The storms are legendary. Jet stream storms of 100 knots, 200 knots, 300 knots. This will just blow people away. So you've got to make sure that you're in the right place at the right time. It's a severe place. But at the end of the day, it's also a wondrous place. The fact that many people died trying to reach the summit was very much in the mind of Peter's father, Sir Edmund Hillary, in 1953. Here he is speaking in 1977. I think my first reaction wasn't perhaps uh, what a lot of people would think. There was no sort of ecstatic sort of feeling at all as far as I was concerned. There was certainly a a deep and quiet satisfaction. But I also, I know, had um, a feeling of almost surprise. Uh, I was really surprised that, well, here was old Ed Hillary on top of Everest, you know. It was almost hard to believe. The fact that so many people had tried before, and some very good people had been too, and that finally uh, here there was me actually uh, standing on top of the mountain. I can remember this, this feeling of slight astonishment, actually. Peter believes his father's drive and ambition led him to being selected for the 1953 expedition. He was an an extraordinary guy. He was a a very bright operator. I mean, as a child, they thought he was a bit of a genius and sent him off to secondary school two years younger than everyone else. Well, I guess he discovered he wasn't a genius, but he was just a capable guy. But his love was mountaineering. And he went on a lot of expeditions, climbing big mountains in New Zealand, going to Europe, and importantly, going to the Himalayas on a number of Himalayan expeditions 
before the successful 1953 Everest expedition. I think what really made him stand out was his experience, his drive. I mean, he had an incredible drive, a lot of ambition. That's very much the sort of man he was, but he was a very generous guy. He loved the company of others. He, of course, ended up dedicating about 50 years of his life to building schools and hospitals for the local high-altitude villages around the foot of Mount Everest. Peter, like his father, has also summited Mount Everest. The altitude at 8,000 metres above sea level can be brutal. It's something that Peter had to show great resilience in dealing with on his own summit attempt. In many ways, it was a wonderful thing because I'd heard stories about it. You know, I knew my father and Tenzing had been the first to accomplish this climb. And so as I approached the summit of Mount Everest on my first climb way back in 1990, it just started going through my oxygen-deprived, slightly hypoxic mind that this is what it was like for them. This is what it looks like. And so all of the stories really came to life in my mind. But of course, there was that big difference. And the big difference is that they were going into the unknown. Could they do it? Would we stay conscious up there? And because other people had done it, and of course, my father and Tenzing, I knew that it had to be possible for me to get there if I was able to dig deep just the way they did. This year is the 70th anniversary of Hillary and Tenzing's successful climb to the summit of Mount Everest. For Peter, it is a shining example of what can be done by mankind once they put their mind to it. The significance of the 70th anniversary of Everest is really acknowledging that extraordinary achievement that really changed the way we saw what our human potential was. Could we climb Everest? Did we have the technical capability? Would we remain conscious at that incredible altitude? And of course, when Hillary and Tenzing made it, they showed that we humans, not just Hillary and Tenzing, that we humans could do it. So it was one of those very empowering achievements that sort of strengthened our, our understanding of what we were capable of. And that was Peter Hillary ending that report from Mark McMenamin on the first ascent of Everest in 1953.